This is going to be a real quick episode, just a highlight of everything that happened between yesterday and today. Uh, MLB trade updates, Steelers updates, and a little bit from the WWE, what to look forward to. And this is either episode 25, 24, 26, something like that. I'm going to get more consistent with this as I learn more and get more comfortable and confident in the product that I'm putting out. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening and supporting. And I hope you enjoy this video and hope you learned something. New Steelers GM Omar Khan wants Deontay Johnson to be a Steeler for a long time. Steelers Nation is right behind Omar with this one. And I hope that after giving Boz the payday he deserves yesterday, they finally pay Deontay. And he is, like the article says, will be a Steeler for a long time. Mike Tomlin telling the media not to read into this, knowing that's exactly what they're going to do. There's another classic Tomlinism that's like the never say never, but never. I've been hearing plenty of positives about both Kenny and Mason, and the only thing I've heard about Mitch is that right now, to Cam Hayward and the rest of the team, he's their guy, and they have his back. Looks like the camp so far at St. Vincent is all healthy and fun competition. I'm so excited for this Steelers season and this young, young, young Steelers team. It's going to be a lot of fun. Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick has torn his ACL. I'm hoping for a speedy recovery for him, as I do enjoy watching him play, even though he's on the Broncos. A lot of moves made today for the Yankees, and the biggest one probably has to be moving Gallo. Trading him to the Dodgers is awesome. Picking up Harrison Bader from the Cardinals, I like that move, and I was a little sad to see Jordan Montgomery go, but once again, I'm happy that they're reinforcing the rotation and bullpen, getting pitching, 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 pitching. That's awesome. On the same night that the Yankees got their 70th win of the season, American League Player of the Week, Month, Year, all of the above pretty much, Aaron Judge hits his 43rd home run of the year, and he is now on pace to hit 67 in total, which would be a new American League record and a Yankees franchise record. The Yankees need to pay this man everything. Some details on the Gallo trade with the Dodgers. They, the Yankees have received the Dodgers' number 15 prospect. And again, no hard feelings from this Yankees fan. I'm hoping for nothing but the best for Gallo as he helped us get this far. The help was probably more support and not producting on the field. But 70 wins, 70 wins, and he was still part of that team. The first official Monday Night Raw under Triple H and the Triple H era has pulled 2.23 million viewers, and it's the highest viewership total that Raw has seen since March 16th of 2020, which was the first episode in the pandemic era. I enjoyed the first hour of Raw last night being commercial-free, and they have also introduced Picture-in-Picture, Picture, which is very interesting and very cool. Raw was great last night. And if you haven't already, go check out the, the Watch Long stream with me, Earl Cole, and Jeff from Hardcore Sports Network over on Earl Cole's channel and the Hardcore Sports Network. Thursday, August 11th is WrestleMania 39 launch party and will take place at SoFi Stadium. And this looks to be so must-see that Snoop D-O-double-G will be, will be there along with WWE superstars and JoJo Siwa. The official Class at the Castle poster was released last night and it features Drew McIntyre and the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. I'm really excited for this event. I'm looking forward to it. It's another Saturday pay-per-view. You gotta love that. And it's at one o'clock. That's gonna be a little weird. 
but I will adjust. It's going to be fun to not have to stay up so late for that one. And I hope that uh, the prediction that Earl, Jeff, and I gave last night comes true. We get a tag match of Logan Paul, AJ Styles versus Champ and The Miz. Um, Logan did hint at traveling all over the world in his video last night on Raw that he did post to Twitter, and then they played it. Um, and next week, Raw is in Cleveland. Logan's from Cleveland. Champa has a title match. Logan Paul could show up. AJ Styles' music could hit, could play, distract Champa. He could lose the U.S. title match against Lashley and then set up the match, and then, then they can be done with it because it was left open-ended, as we discussed last night on the watch-along. Styles chased Champa out, and it's still open-ended. So I any excuse to get Logan on WWE TV and be involved in the product, I'm all for. And I'm still in shock that Logan is signed to the WWE and is now wrestling with them and plans to wrestle more frequently than I guess before. There's another graphic for the match of Rowan and Drew at Clash the Castle. Um, I'm secretly hoping that they find somehow, some way they allow to Drew they allow Drew to take one title from Roman and yet win win the WWE title, have his moment in front of the fans to make up for when he won the COVID title. Not the COVID title, it was a legit win, whatever. But during the COVID era, um, give him that moment in front of the UK crowd. It'll go nuts. But let Roman keep this, the Universal Championship and keep his 700-day-plus title reign going. He's 30 days away from two full years and then just 300 days and then some away from the 1,000-day-plus reign of Bruno. And I think... This is just me being a Roman Reigns fan, but The Rock versus Roman for the Universal title at WrestleMania, a title that's brand new to The Rock that he's never even seen, smelled, or touched. It would just make that match that much bigger. And yes, I know that we're far, far away from getting even slightly close to rumors, merely rumors to The Rock being open to come back and actually do that match with Roman. But I can dream, can I? It's a little fantasy booking. It would just make it that much bigger. How many of you knew that superstar Liv Morgan and the current SmackDown Women's Champion is the only WWE superstar to have two wins over Ronda Rousey? I'm really happy to know this about Liv, and this is great for her. It's another accolade to give instead of the ridiculous ones that they have on her graphics now. Like the she likes horror movies or has been a lifelong WWE fan. Nothing about her in-ring talent, even though this is her first championship, but this is great for her. I absolutely, as she would say, I love this for her, and this is awesome, but this is going to change whenever Becky returns, and we finally get Becky versus Ronda one-on-one, just like it should have been at WrestleMania 35. And Becky will beat her one-on-one, just like she should have done years ago before they just threw Charlotte Flair in there, just to throw her in there. Could the man potentially be stirring the pot for the band's man? Becky Lynch is getting a little chirpy towards Roman Reigns on Twitter after WWE tweeted, who did it better, meaning the double championship title reign. Becky Lynch had this to say, which was me, I should have to work. I think it's hilarious, and this could potentially lead into the build of Roman and Seth. Roman could easily 
say something about it on SmackDown. Seth could come out. They go back and forth. They talk about it. They start the build. Going to Survivor Series, which is where I think they should have Roman drop the titles to Seth. Seth then holds them all the way through WrestleMania. And Cody comes back at the Rumble, wins the Rumble, faces Seth for the fourth time at WrestleMania. Seth would lose again, which at this point in his career, losing a title after six-ish months, four or five, six-ish months, whatever it is, um, wouldn't really hurt him. And Cody Rhodes becomes the face of the WWE, which will be very ironic considering he broke the throne and now Triple H is in charge of the WWE. And this is just a random thought. Fantasy booking, if you want to say it, Cody is the champion and face of the WWE. And then Triple H, head of creative, the one, the face in charge, whatever you want to say. Um, they could do a rivalry of Triple H and Cody like Vince and Austin had. It does sound kind of dumb when I say it out loud, so maybe not. But that was just my thought for a little fantasy booking. Now, I like this tweet, don't get me wrong, but they just debuted. They just popped up. They just became a thing. Uh, Bailey's already established, yes. Uh, the other two, not on the main roster at all. Um, so this is great. The group is awesome. I like the name of the group, the control. But I think they need to have a little bit more time. We need to give them more time before we give them the female shield title and say that they're that level of a group already, which the shield is awesome. And I wish I would have watched them as they were in their glory days, not just replays of all of their stuff, but it's been awesome. And this group is, I hope this group just goes to the moon. Why is this so true? Why does it take Moxley nothing besides a headlock? before he's cut open and bleeding everywhere. Bianca Belair and Io Sky last night on Raw was great. The ending being a disqualification finally made sense on why we got a DQ as an ending um, because neither of the, these ladies could take a loss and it was awesome. Becky Lynch, who suffered a separated shoulder at SummerSlam is now written off of TV. Obviously this was the reason behind the attack. Um, <clears throat> this furthered her injury and she'll be out for several months, which my guess would be hopefully she returns around Survivor Series.